Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Recovery Talk. In this episode, I am finally gonna discuss hypermetabolism. So I have touched upon this in previous episodes, such as the episode I did about metabolism, but I thought it would be good to have an episode where I specifically discuss hypermetabolism. What it is? Is it a thing? Because some people think it's like this like ancient myth, you know? <laughs> a lot of times I hear people like, well, is it actually a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. So I'm going to explain what it is, why it happens, how to deal with it if you are someone experiencing it, and just a bit about also metabolism after eating the soda recovery. I know you guys love everything metabolism related and I noticed that my metabolism episode is by far my most played podcast episode. So I'm also going to talk a bit about that. You know, why are people with eating disorders so interested in metabolism? <laughs> I know, I know. Are y'all just suddenly becoming hobby biologists? What is going on here? <laughs> I do have a theory. I'll get back to that later. So first of all, what is hypermetabolism? I do think that when it comes to hypermetabolism, sometimes there is a bit of a throwing around of words here, right? Where hypermetabolism sometimes, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this, sometimes it's being used kind of just to describe the state of an elevated metabolism and eating disorder recovery. But if we're being a bit more pedantic and medical about it, there is a bit of a cutoff when it is considered hypermetabolism and when it isn't. And that is elevating resting energy expenditure over 110%. And of course, eh, most people in recovery probably aren't able to completely measure this, right? So we sometimes just use it as an umbrella term for, hey, your metabolism is really, really high and you're feeling really, really sweaty and it's becoming quite difficult to put on weight. One thing to know about hypermetabolism is that it's actually some, not something that happens only in eating disorder recovery, right? It is something that happens in a lot of illnesses. A common one is hyperthyroidism. So when your thyroid is a little bit in overdrive, uh, hypermetabolism can happen, which can create weight loss despite eating quite a lot. Equally, we also know of the opposite of hypermetabolism, which I guess technically we can call hypometabolism, because hyper means something in overdrive <laughs> and hypo means underdrive, just to very much simplify it. That's why we hear about hyperthyroidism, high thyroid, or hypothyroidism, which is low thyroid. So overall, a elevated or decreased metabolism can present in a lot of health conditions, eating disorders, eating disorder recovery, and also other conditions, especially things related to the thyroid. Very often, people with eating disorders, they describe hypermetabolism, especially when they are in early recovery and haven't reached hypermetabolism, they describe it as a desirable state, right? Because they see it as, oh, this is an opportunity for me to eat as much as I want, whatever I want, without being able to put on weight. First of all, that extreme stage of hypermetabolism where someone is eating like 5,000 calories a day and just laying in bed and not putting on any weight, that doesn't happen to everyone, right? Yes, it does happen to some people, but it doesn't happen to everyone. And also secondly, hypermetabolism, <laughs> it is not necessarily a great thing, right? If you your metabolism goes so high that you are struggling to put on weight despite eating thousands of thousands of calories, it's not really something that is great for your body. And also... Trust me, having worked with and spoken to people who've been in that stage, they're pretty damn exhausted about it. 
they don't feel great. They're not necessarily always that excited about it. Like, woohoo, unlimited food. Yay, no weight gain. More. It's more like, oh God, this is exhausting and I feel kind of crappy. It can also create a lot of conflict with someone's treatment team. So if someone is in hypermetabolism, and especially if they have a treatment team that isn't fully aware of hypermetabolism and they have someone, they have a client that's eating and eating and eating and not gaining weight, they might be accused of, you know, secretly restricting or secretly exercising, even though that's not necessarily the case. So that is, I guess, the more clinical hypermetabolism. But let's also talk about the type of hypermetabolism that we often discuss in recovery, which is essentially just your metabolism rising to the point where weight gain goes quite slow or becomes more tricky to gain weight. So that would probably more likely just be called an elevated metabolism rather than hypermetabolism. But I do understand that for simplicity cases, we might just kind of be using the terms a bit interchangeably. Some people might be very upset about this more casual use of term. I understand that can be unhelpful, especially when we are distinguishing between serious hypermetabolism as the result of an underlying illness versus someone in recovery is experiencing the metabolism goes up and feeling kind of sweaty. I understand there are differences here. But I guess also at the end of the day, we can also say that an elevated metabolism is hyper. <laughs> per definition, it is also a metabolism that's being hyper because it's being elevated, right? So yeah, enough about the pedantic cutoffs and distinctions here, even though I understand that it's helpful if you are, let's say, a doctor, or if you are, you know, I understand that. But I'm talking basically... From now on, I'm going to talk about the state of elevated metabolism in eating disorder recovery that complicates weight gain and means that you need to eat a lot to put on necessary weight. The most common presentation of increased metabolism in recovery or hypermetabolism, call it whatever, is just that the person notices that their metabolism goes up. They're noticing that their weight gain slows down despite them eating more than ever. And then there are certain physical symptoms. They may notice that they feel very tired, ironically, you know, because the person is eating more and then they're realizing that they feel absolutely exhausted. And then combined this also with feeling more sweaty, very, very common one, feeling very, very sweaty. Sometimes people would say that they wake up drenched in sweat, like having serious night sweats. And also daytime, they notice they always need to sit by a window or wearing t-shirts when other people wear knitted sweaters. And this is, of course, a huge contrast if it is someone who comes from a period of decreased metabolism where they may feel cold all the time. Now suddenly it just goes from that extreme to a completely different extreme. People may also notice that their heart rates increase. And also please be aware that symptoms such as elevated heart rate and feeling very weak. If you're experiencing this in early recovery, please, please do seek medical intervention just because these can also in rare cases be symptoms of refitting syndrome. With refitting syndrome, you are gonna feel quite unwell, but always steer on the side of, of caution if you're feeling unwell in recovery. Work closely with the doctor that can monitor you. So yeah, with hypermetabolism, someone may not only notice that weight gain slows down, they may also notice that the weight gain stops or even noticing some weight loss. I've had several clients who are like, they cannot believe it. They are increasing their intake and eating quite a, quite a decent intake. They're resting. And then they're noticing that the weight gain just kind of stops or even that they notice, whoa, I lost weight this week, right? 
And these often these people often experience if they're also working with the treatment professionals that they get kind of accused of engaging in disordered behaviors. And yes, this can sometimes be the case, but sometimes it also can be just that their metabolism is sped up so much that they need to eat even more to keep gaining. And this, of course, can lead to a lot of shame and confusion, right? So imagine someone is eating 4,000 calories and they may notice that they're not putting on weight. And then they're like, well, I'm eating so much more than everyone around me already. And now I need to eat even more. And yeah, if you are in a hypermetabolic state, you kind of do, right? Kind of do. Another potential symptom of an elevated metabolism, this happens to some, but not everyone. And also sometimes it happens in parts of recovery, but not throughout the entire process is increased hunger, right? Increased mental hunger, of course, but also actually can be sometimes increased physical hunger. You notice that your stomach feels hungry earlier, right? You know, it's almost like things get processed by your body quicker, but it can also manifest more as just you think about food all the time. You just feel a drive to eat despite the food, you know, maybe staying longer in your stomach system, because we also know that well, an eating disorder really slows down digestion and it does take some time for this to catch up. For some people, it kind of catches up right off the bat. For some people, it never slows down in the first place. For other people, it may take some time. Again, it's individual. So the thing with hypermetabolism is that in order for it to occur, you need to eat more, right? If someone is restricting, they don't suddenly become hypermetabolic, right? Because why would they? Like, why would they? There's no energy coming in that is able to trigger it, right? And also beyond hypermetabolism, if someone is in eating disorder recovery and they're eating a low intake in recovery, the metabolism tends not to speed up regardless. Yes, they may experience weight restoration, they may experience the lessening of some starvation symptoms, but they might be still metabolically suppressed because they never gave the body enough energy to actually fully recover and heal the metabolism and speed it up. Because the body is essentially detecting, hey, there is very limited energy coming in, so we need to learn how to survive on this low intake. Our bodies are incredibly adaptable. But then by actually increasing, your body is like, oh, hey, 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 we got a lot of energy coming in here. Now we can speed things up a bit, right? And for some people, yes, hypermetabolism occurs, but also for a lot of people, it doesn't. It just, what occurs is just that their metabolism increases or just normalizes, really. So instead of having it as a goal of hypermetabolism, which is not really like an ideal state, don't have that as a goal. Instead, just have it as a goal to normalize your metabolism because that's good for the body, it's good for the brain. And then I see a lot of people with eating disorders have this wet fantasy about having an insane metabolism. And yes, yes, it is true that eating disorder recovery, when done on a sufficient intake with rest, does tend to speed up the metabolism to above people without eating disorders, especially in the period after recovery, especially, I think it's like around three, six, nine months-ish, very rough estimates. The person who has recently recovered will tend to have an elevated metabolism compared to someone who's not recovered or someone without an eating disorder. If obviously they are recovering on a sufficient intake, if someone is just restricting their way throughout, then they will probably be metabolically suppressed. So yeah, this is a fact, but I do want to unpack a bit why people are so obsessed with metabolism, why they're so obsessed with hypermetabolism. Will it happen? When will it happen? How do I get it to happen? I think this has to do with the fear of weight gain and a obsession with food that is triggered by undernourishment. First of all, you have the fear of weight gain, right? That is, let's just face it, for a lot of people with eating disorders, that is a strong fear. And that is something that prevents refeeding, right? Because they're associating it with weight gain. So that also coexists with an extreme obsession with food. 
I've spoken about food obsession, mental hunger, putting food on a pedestal. All of these things are very, very common when someone is undernourished. You know, makes complete sense. When you are insanely dehydrated, you're going to go and daydream about having some cold water. When you are very tired and you are somewhere, you're going to just think about, oh my God, I can't wait till I come home and I can just lay down in my warm, nice bed. So people with eating disorders tend to be very, very focused on food. I've never met people so passionate about food, who think so much about food, who spend so much time planning and, you know, focusing on food as people with eating disorders. It's a complete myth that people with eating disorders are disinterested in food. Yes, some people are. There does exist people with eating disorders who are disinterested in food, especially people who have more like avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Not everyone with this disorder necessarily aren't obsessed with food. I know people who have that and they are hobby chefs and they love food, right? So it's not always like that. But I do understand that there are people with eating disorders who are not obsessed with food, who are not super interested. But I'm saying that a lot of people with eating disorders are very, very, very food focused and food driven. It just doesn't necessarily always translate to an increased intake. And if it does, that increased intake may be followed by restrictive behaviors. So a lot of people with eating disorders actually fantasize about eating. They fantasize about eating without compensatory behaviors. But what is kind of stopping them is this fear of weight gain, right? Not saying that's the only thing stopping them, I'm saying that that is very often the thing that is underlying. So if they can eliminate that one, where they know that the weight gain won't happen, will trigger weight loss, or that the weight gain will be very, very slow, they feel like a sigh of relief. Oh, that means I can proceed to eating. But of course, in order to get to this point where your metabolism is elevated, you need to get through a period where you are gaining a lot on very little, very fast. And even though people know that this is expected, they know that when you start eating more after a period of famine, your metabolism is low and you will gain more weight more quickly in the beginning. Not everyone, but a lot of people do experience that, me included. They then conclude that instead of this being a temporary period that's expected of recovery when your metabolism is recovering, they think of this as my metabolism is broken because their metabolism don't increase 24 hours after they increase their intake. It takes time and consistency for a metabolism to speed up. For some people it happens fast, for other people it happens slow. For some people their metabolism skyrockets. It goes so fast that they're losing weight eating thousands of calories. That is clinical hypermetabolism. For other people they just notice their metabolism normalizes, you know, where... You know, they don't necessarily have a hypermetabolism or the most insane metabolism ever seen to man, but they just have a higher metabolism that they did during their eating disorder. And that is why I like to talk about metabolic restoration as a recovery goal, as opposed to just fast metabolism, right? Because first of all, hypermetabolism is not an ideal situation. It's not ideal to be burning off thousands of calories and losing weight when you are in recovery from an eating disorder. That's not ideal, that's not great. If it happens, yeah, gotta work around it, gotta push through, gotta stay monitored, because there can be medical complications about that. So again, if you think you're experiencing a significant hypermetabolism, you're noticing that you're losing weight, you're sweating, your heart's racing, you're not feeling well, Definitely do talk to a doctor, check that everything is okay, especially if you are in early recovery and experience other symptoms that are a little bit alarming and you're just feeling very sick. But overall, I like to think about recovery as metabolic restoration, right? Where your metabolism restores to a point where you're eating whatever you want, whenever you want, and maintaining a weight within your set point weight range. The road to getting there might be a bit chaotic. You may have a period where you are 
gaining a lot of weight very fast, eating very little, and then you may have a period where you're suddenly struggling to put on weight, or you may not. You may find that you are consistently eating a lot in recovery and consistently putting on weight. This doesn't mean that recovery is not working for you, because every body is different. But at the end of the day, you will come to a point where you're noticing that your hunger and fullness cues are normalized, or you are maintaining your set point weight range, and you're thinking less about food, right? The thought for me right now as someone without an eating disorder, the thought of being in hypermetabolism to me now seems exhausting. Why would I want that? Why would I want to eat all the time like it's my full-time job? For me now, that's not something that's that exciting or tempting to me. Why? Because I'm fully nourished. I'm at my set point weight range. My body is happy where it is. So it doesn't send out excessive food seeking, food obsession behavior. Don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that I don't like food. I love food, but a thought of having to constantly, constantly eat and eat and eat and eat just kind of makes me feel like that is a full-time job. That seems exhausting. I'm glad I'm done with that part of my life. Because in recovery, that's what I did. Eat, eat, eat. But in recovery, I actually noticed that that was actually for a lot of the time kind of exciting. Yes, there were times where it lost its appeal. Uh, if you are someone in recovery is experiencing that your appetite, mental hunger especially, maybe has gone down, I feel you, you know, that can happen. Mental or physical hunger can go down in recovery. If you have a complete loss of appetite, mental or physical, definitely check out the episode I did called Not Hungry. I did that quite a while ago, so you need to scroll back a bit, but I did an episode about, you know, not being hungry in recovery, so definitely check that out because it is a thing. But yeah, anyways, the desire, I believe, to be hypermetabolic is in itself rooted in the eating disorder. That is what I was trying to say and explain. Because a person who does not have an eating disorder, who's not excessively focusing on food, who's okay with being at the set point rate range, the thought of just having to eat thousands and thousands of calories to avoid weight loss is not really something that seems very pleasant. That's why it's considered a medical condition that people are treated for. Ask a person with an elevated thyroid if they're enjoying it, chances are they're gonna say, no, it sucks. So this is my theory as to why so many people with eating disorders are so hung up on metabolism. They want to know that they can give into the hunger that they so desperately have, the mental or physical hunger, the food obsession. They want to give into that, but they want some kind of guarantee that they won't gain weight or that they won't gain that fast or that much. But here is the thing. You don't have to be so focused on metabolism or hypermetabolism, blah, blah, blah. You just need to eat, right? You just need to eat. You need to eat and eat and eat. You need to rest. How fast you're gaining weight doesn't really matter unless you are someone who is in a weight restoration phase and you're noticing that it is happening very slow. Then yes, obviously, you should probably think of increasing your intake. Or if you're in a weight restoration phase and you're noticing that you're losing weight, weight gain is stalling out, obviously increase your intake. But I don't want people who are in recovery and eating a generous intake thinking they're doing something wrong for not being hypermetabolic and struggling to put on weight. You still need the food. You still need the food. And the big problem I see is people been, being in recovery and then they're gaining weight faster than maybe someone else and then they're comparing themselves and then they go back to restriction and then ironically the restriction doesn't necessarily even slow down the weight gain because they get metab metabolically suppressed and then it's like oh god recovery doesn't work for me recovery does work for you you need to eat every body is different some people have a metabolism that very easily speeds up other people's metabolism isn't that you know predisposed to just whoosh, you know, 
But still, what we do know is that this increased intake, whether you get hypermetabolic or not, it will increase your metabolism from being metabolically suppressed during your eating disorder. That's just a fact. So again, focus on metabolic normalization, metabolic restoration, restoring a normal metabolism as a goal, rather than needing to have this super metabolism that is just burning off everything in sight. Yes, that does happen to some people. And yes, there is often a period after eating disorder recovery where your metabolism is elevated, where you need to eat more to make sure that you're actually maintaining your weight and aren't dropping in weight. Because I see this a lot. People come out on the other side, you know, of recovery and then they start eating intuitively and then the weight starts dropping. And then even though they're not intentionally dropping weight, they still notice certain thoughts and behaviors creep back. That's how they know that they're not tapering off weight because their set point is lower because then they wouldn't have those thoughts creeping in. And also, it's a bit of a catch-22, right? Because I see people being upset they aren't hypermetabolic or that their metabolism isn't burning off 10,000 calories in a day. But then the same people who are, the same people, if they do experience that, they will feel super guilty for eating more than those around them, right? So they'll be like, oh, I want my metabolism to be super high. But if it is super high, then they're going to feel super ashamed when they're around the dinner table having a fourth portion. So then it's like, which one is it? Because trust me, I work with people who experience this elevated metabolism. And one thing I hear again and again is that they're feeling really ashamed for eating more than those around them. And of course, this shame, they shouldn't feel that shame because they need more than the people around them, right? You need more than the people around you. Just like some, some people need more sleep. You know, if they're sleep deprived, they need more sleep. If you're dehydrated, you're going to chug down a liter of water. It's just how it works, right? But don't think that having high metabolism or just a very high metabolism recovery is just the easy way out, right? It can be a lot of work, especially if the increased metabolism doesn't correlate with increased hunger. Because if it does correlate and someone is having extreme hunger and the metabolism is super high, yeah, it might be a little bit of a honeymoon phase, right? That might sound fun. But if someone is having hypermetabolism, but also their appetite just doesn't take them up to a sufficient intake, they would have to force feed themselves and they may feel nauseous and guilty and the eating disorder will be screaming. It's not always an easy thing. So yeah, this is why I am not here to teach people how to get hypermetabolic <laughs> because that's rooted in a fear of weight gain. It is not necessarily an easy stage to be in. But yes, it is true that when you are recovering, it may happen, it may not happening, but it will your metabolism will increase. That is what I'll help you work on. I'll help you normalize and increase your metabolism to a point where it's not suppressed anymore. But be aware of how fear of weight gain, of how, you know, fat phobia, how dye culture creeps into recovery. And then you can maybe say, oh, it's in the name of recovery, but actually it's in the name of these things instead. So yeah, that was a gentle call out. And I'm also calling out my past self here because I was really obsessed with, you know, I need to get a high metabolism. And you know what? Yeah, I did. I did. But also there was a part of me when I noticed that, oh, I'm really eating a lot and the weight gain is going very slowly. There was a part of me that was excited about that. And that part of me was not my recovery self. That part of me was my eating disorder self, camouflaged as recovery self, telling me, oh, you're doing recovery really well right now. Look at you, fixing your metabolism. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that being excited that your metabolism speeds up is inherently disordered, right? I'm more saying be mindful of how the fear and you know resistance to weight restoration is coming in. Because the truth is, my actually best point was when I was done with recovery 
and I could kind of just maintain my set point rate range, just kind of eating what I wanted when I wanted. That was the true freedom. That was the true happiness. Not racing against the clock, making sure I'm eating enough not to lose weight. Okay guys, so I'm gonna answer a listener question and I need to be completely honest. I am sometimes really awful with my DMs because I lose DMs all the time because Instagram, I don't know if it's just my Instagram lagging, but Instagram kind of just show like the top few DMs and then I try to scroll and get more and uh, they disappear, right? But yeah, this was a listener question that was asked in the DMs. I tend to prioritize listener questions that are asked in, you know, the Q&A. But this was just one that could perfectly fit into the topic. So I thought I'd answer it. So yeah, confession, I don't have the listener question here. I just vaguely remember what it was about because I feel like it just exactly ties into it. And essentially, going from memory, the person was describing that they have extreme hunger and they've been in recovery for, I remember it was quite a short period. They have extreme hunger and they're noticing that they're gaining, you know, a, I guess, sufficient amount of weight. I think they said they were gaining like a kilo and a half a week, which is literally very normal, not high amounts to gain at all. May not have been exactly that, but I think it was around that, right? And wondering if they're doing something wrong for gaining that amount in recovery having extreme hunger and eating more, shouldn't their metabolism be so high that they're gaining super slow? And this goes back to what I said with, I don't want people who don't experience being hypermetabolic in recovery to think that they're doing recovery wrong. For some people, they gain a bit faster than others, right? And second of all, I think sometimes people have unrealistic ideas about weight gain pace in recovery. One and a half kilo a week is not a very high or extremely fast weight gain in recovery. Most treatment centers operate with something like a kilo a week as a minimum. And also in early recovery, I mean, <laughs> I gained, I think it was like five kilos. That's like 12 pounds or something in, I think five days in early recovery, eating very little. And also, I think people have a very unrealistic idea about how quick their metabolism will speed up. They think the metabolism will speed up after two weeks in recovery. And yeah, it does start speeding up, you know, within that time, it speeds up a bit. But it's not like the rapid weight gain recovery just stops after two weeks, right? It does take some time for the weight gain to slow down, for metabolism to speed up. All of these things take time. And it's very individual for when and how it happens. Some people experience that they gain weight quite rapidly the first few weeks and then it slows down. Other people notice that they gain slow in the beginning and then suddenly it speeds up. Yes, overall, when someone starts increasing from an energy suppressed stage and start eating more, it is completely normal that they are gaining faster in the beginning and then it slows down. But again, I think people have unrealistic ideas about how quick it slows down and also what is considered you know an average weight gain pace in recovery where people think that you know oh shouldn't i gain like 200 grams per week no these things that's not even a proper weight gain that is barely you know that that's a change whether or not you had a glass of water before you stepped on the scale that doesn't really count as weight gain at my treatment center, I think they didn't even record it as a weight gain unless it was over one pound or over half a kilo. And they also said, you know, a kilo a week is the better amount to gain as a minimum. So yeah, to this person, I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly how, many, how long you said you've been in recovery, how much you're eating, how quickly you gained. And also it's not really relevant. I just remember the message of it was, am I doing something wrong for 
being in recovery, eating more, gaining weight, and the answer is no, you're not doing something wrong. You're doing something right. Keep going. Be aware of how the eating disorder creeps into recovery and camouflages itself as, oh, it's just a desire to recover the right way, right? And be aware of the eating disorder perfectionism creeping into recovery as recovery perfectionism and a hyper-focus on doing recovery rights. Yes, it is good that you're questioning th- things such as, am I really eating enough in recovery? Am I challenging myself enough? These are good things. You must question that. Absolutely. But I'm more talking about perfectionism as in overanalyzing. Oh my God, is, is my metabolism really increasing? Oh no, am I eating too much? Am I, am I getting used to eating too much? This is, more, this is more how the recovery perfectionism creeps in. Or thinking that your meals must be perfect and thinking that everything is going to follow like a very linear path, right? Thinking that the weight gain is going to be predictable. This is recovery perfectionism. And recovery perfectionism per se is not actually a desire to do recovery right because doing recovery right means accepting that it's going to be a bit chaotic, it's going to be a bit all over the place, but as long as you refeed, restore to your set point, rest up, rewire your fears, you're going in the right direction. So be mindful of the difference between recovery perfectionism and how that is actually eating disorder in camouflage versus that healthy part of you that is taking a critical eye towards your recovery and being like, hey, am I challenging myself enough? Am I resting enough? Is that thing I'm doing disordered? That part is good. We want you to have that, you know, what can I say? That part that always questions yourself and reflect. But again, don't confuse that part with recovery perfectionism because recovery isn't perfect and a perfect recovery probably isn't really recovery. No such thing. So don't aim for something that isn't even there. Recovery is instead about letting go of the control, letting go of the urges that you feel like you need to predict everything and instead just kind of riding the wave. And if you fall off, get back on it. Hope this was helpful, guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and it helped you understand high metabolism a bit more and also critically reflecting a little bit on why this is so interesting and intriguing and important for so many people with eating disorders. Because yes, I do see the place that my metabolism episode got on it as far more than the other, the other episodes. And when I say that, I don't want you to feel silly for being interested in these things. I'm fascinated by these things myself, yeah. Just be mindful of the eating disorder, being tempted by, ooh, let's avoid the weight gain and eat a lot. But, you know, just be, be mindful of how some of it may be rooted in disordered fears versus curiosities. There's a big difference there. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have a nice week ahead.